It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Hey, welcome to Let's Chat, everybody. My name is Leisha, and I'm here with my right hand and sometimes my left, the fabulous Miss Omi. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha girl, how you doing? I cannot believe it is a Thursday night once again. The girl, the time is just flying by. Absolutely, absolutely. This is kickback uh, weekend. If you guys do not know, the five, five, six foot chicks, um, which is a book club in Atlanta, they're having their book event, uh, their kickback book event. So if you're in the Atlanta area, make sure you come on out. I'll make sure that I post the flyers so that you can get the information. So check out my page. But if you're in that area, definitely come out. It's going to be a great time. Tons of authors, tons of books, interaction. Awesome. Interact with your favorite author. Mix and mingle with new authors. It's going to be a great experience. We're talking that talk today about pushing the brand. Now, speaking of that event, Lisa, it's going to be huge. It's going to be so many authors and so many different genres across the board. So if you are in that area, make sure you get on in there and meet those authors. Lisa's going to be there. I wish I could be there, but it's going to be an awesome experience. And I've never seen an event that had that many authors. So shout out to the 556 Book Club. They're going to be doing their thing down in Atlanta. Make sure you guys get over there and support and get some paperbacks and get some pictures and post them all weekend because it's an event to be had. Absolutely. Absolutely. And putting this event together is so hard, and it's it's a lot of work that goes into it. So putting one together this large is an awesome, awesome, awesome accomplishment. And I'm so mm-hmm. proud of Monique. Or is it Monika? I always say her name wrong because I just call her Butchick. 
That's so bad when you don't say the person's name. You just, I just call her butt chick. I do. And I see her face. I'm like, no, butt chick. That's a girl. But she's me, y'all. She is awesome. And speaking of mm-hmm. events, me, myself, Miss WRP will put, be putting on my first event in March of 2017. So oh, I have details to come. But, yes, I'm putting my own, my first event together. It's going to be in Atlanta. I think it's going to be awesome. I have a lot of things um, planned just to have a fun, filled environment where authors and readers can just mix and mingle and have a good time. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be great. It's, I, I really think it's going to be great. And a portion of the proceeds are going to go to a um, program organization that supports the power of creativity, arts, and literacy. So I'm excited about that because we can mix and mingle and just be as one in the book industry, but also give back to those children that may not be able to have or may need more Mm -hmm. of. So, yes, details to come, but it's great, great, great event on the way uh, coming. We got three fabulous guests today, Courtney D., Dante LaGuardia, and the fabulous King Diamond. If y'all don't know who King Diamond is, y'all about to find out. He's awesome, y'all. He really is. He's, he's on Ebony Oliver's team. So this mm-hmm. is going to be a great, great show. We're going to take a brief break, and we'll be back. Okay. This your boy, Yo Gotti. Got Yeah, and I do real shit, man. West fuck around with starship to my whole brick. Down the 
screen, see a nigga, get it how you live. Real recognized, real and don't pay the fucking bill. Broke niggas on chill, got it on them things in the fast lane. Burning brain, bumping Jake and I live. I represent no Memphis, motherfucker. And this is how I live, motherfucker. This your boy, you got it. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine, oh. Told that walker flocker got that flame, oh. days ago. 
uh, I actually asked who was putting on a book event outside of my event in March because I'm trying just to get my 2017 travels together. And a lot of people posted, and they were like, me too. So I changed the post, and I was like, we're trying to get our 2017 travels together for book events. So I do have one event. It's the BDSM Writers Con. They have two events, one March 23rd through the 26th, 2017, and August 17th through the 20th, 2017. The one in August is in New York, and the one in March is in Everett, Washington. And then, of course, um, Book Chick, uh, her kickback will be back next year for 2017, and then Sisters All Lit, and that's Papaya's um, event. That will be back in 2017 as well. And there was one more. Mm-hmm. I got to look. I got to look. Somebody had a, hit my inbox with one of their events. And I just want to just post it because a lot of times this stuff goes on. We don't know to the last minute or one person knows and they kind of don't pass it on and everybody, you know, so when people go to the event, sometimes there's not a lot of people there. Why? Because sometimes people didn't know. So this mm-hmm. is just my way of being able to share what I know. When I learn about events, I want to make sure I share so that other people can go. I know that there's mm-hmm. an event, matter of fact, in San Francisco, um, I posted it on my page. You are in the California, if you're in California, if you're in the Bay Area, I'm a Bay girl for life all day. But if you are in the Bay Area, there is a book event uh, in San Francisco. I'm going to get the information and share it with you guys. Um, because I don't think I ever remember a book event being in the city before. Um, yeah, it's the Bay Area Urban Book Festival. Um, mm-hmm. Coco Minx will be there. Ashante Keys will be there. And it's going to be at the Ella Hill Hutch Community Center. So I do have mm-hmm. a flyer posted on my page. It's from 2 to 6 p.m. on the 8th, which is Saturday. So if you're not going to the kickback in Atlanta and you're in the East uh, East Bay, Bay Area and you're looking for an event to go to, that's definitely one that you'll want to consider. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're just looking when you for know, something when, good to read, go ahead, mm-hmm. when you When you know in advance, that allows those people that have to, have to come out from out of town to plan accordingly mm-hmm. because, like you said, at the last minute, it's hard to get, you know, readers and supporters that are not in your immediate area to attend your event. So that that time to plan, and you can get those sales on air flights and hotels, all that stuff has to be taken into account when people do come to mm-hmm. try to support those out-of-town events. So the further out notice that can be given, the better. Absolutely. And I do, I have, I tip my hat to um, Book Chick and Papaya because they thoroughly plan their events. It's all everybody always knows about them. It's always out, and people who go have an awesome time. Um, If you Mm -hmm. don't know who Papaya is, make sure you check her out on Facebook. The Sisters on Lit, um, they do a book event in the DC area. I'll make sure, I believe it's in April this year. Um, I have to mm-hmm. check and make sure, but once I see a flyer floating around, I make sure I share it so that those in the area can go and those out of state that may want to attend can go as well. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure. I'm gonna check 
and um, check with her and see if there's a flyer as of yet okay. and a specific date. And then when we have our show next week, I'll make sure I'll be able to share. Um, but if you're looking for something good to read, make sure you head over to Amazon and pick up author Shatea Sims, Living Anonymously. That author will also be at the book uh, Chicks Kickback this weekend. So if you are in the Atlanta area, make sure you come out and meet this fabulous author. Also, mm-hmm. you want to get that church life by Teresa Howe. Now, this book right here, y'all. This is this book has betrayal, suspense, <laughs> murder, and I mean it's so much. Now, don't give me no inboxes, but there's always something going on at church. And so these three <laughs> ladies, they start off in church and they get in trouble in church, and it just keeps mm-hmm. going. But this this book is awesome. <laughs> she has so many twists and turns in the book um, that I can't wait for book two. I just cannot wait for book two. And all of you erotic mm-hmm. authors, make sure that you check on readers. Make sure you check out A Good Girl's Journal of Dirty Little Secrets on our show a couple of uh, last week. So if you hit our mm-hmm. archives, listen to her interview. Uh, she was also on Cream City Classica as well. Um, but awesome, awesome thing, y'all. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> that was a fun show. Reader beware. <laughs> Yes, it was fun. fun Yes, if you are rocking the fence on erotic and how descriptive, you may not want to get that book. But if you like us, our motto is if it's nasty, let it be nasty. If not, then they ask the Starbucks for some coffee. So this is definitely Mm -hmm. a non Starbucks book. It's awesome. (laughs) We love those type of books. Absolutely, yes, we do. Don't judge us. We do. <laughs> Action, drama, sex. You got a book like that? Me and T will one click it. Okay. Absolutely, Absolutely. <laughs> love books that just pull you in, pens that just take you everywhere, drop you off, pick you up, and drop you back off at the end. We love books like that mm-hmm. here on Let's Chat. <laughs> and make sure y'all how get in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> make sure y'all head out and get anything by Reef World Publishing, my team. They currently, the newest books that we have out now are Laces of Forbidden, Love Story by Author Black Rose, and Love, Truth, and Consequences 2, Play and Dirty by Author Tasha Demay. And, of course, the one that only Nini Capri presents, make sure you head over there and pick up Simple Lust by the fabulous Imani Hilton. And then, you know, Miss Tess Chameleon has Devious Deception. That is by Under Nini Capri Presents, but she also has her own label, and she was on our show as well last week. So if you want to listen to that interview, please feel free to listen to our archives. But she has a new book. She's changing genres, not permanently, but trying her pen out with some different things. So congratulate Camellia. Make sure y'all head over there to Amazon and pick up anything coming from her pen. That was a mouthful. It was. And don't forget those that Diamond Pumps and Gox by Nene Capri and Author is Black. Now those two phenomenal women, when they're pen, pen together, it's just pure fire. So make sure you pick that up at Amazon and everywhere books are sold. And you can also pick up some of the books that Alicia mentioned 
over at QueenCityBullies.com. And I do believe uh, they may still have that sale, buy one, get one half off. But not only books do they have over there, they have a whole other, a whole, like, TV magazines, everything. So just check them out. You can get some of the books that were mentioned here on this chat right over there. So enjoy. Absolutely. And they have music. Just speaking of music, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring in Dante. He's going to kick in the chat room doors. But you can pick up Aaron Beeble's single, Keys. To Bolivia, yes, Aaron Beeble, the author and publisher. He is not just the author and publisher. He has bars, y'all. So we're going to take a brief break. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to some of that Bebo, and we will be right back. Okay. I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole riff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole riff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone Shorty like my body, set my name first Gonna make up, go in the same purse We out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got a mind, body, and soul, three round burst. My soldier in heels, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Blige. Hump like handles till she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thigh. I could tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life. So when it's time to throw down, we don't ever think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife, so all them shots be misses, bitch, get you a life, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up one whiff and I'm gone, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, one snore, she gone, like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong, roll up one whiff and I'm gone, how you doing, love? What's your name, number, and sign? You so divine. Let me look at you from behind. Yeah, your body banging. Coke bottle, some type of model. Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow. Got my attention. You got my head spinning. The kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The boy taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up, back to back, blunts in motion Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer Baby, tell me how that sound, I want the finer Things in life, A1 weed, papers and pipes And we can get it right I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, one snore, she gone Like glass jars, use the whole whiff when it's strong Roll up one whiff and I'm gone You are now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest Yes, you are back. 
We are back. This is Let's Chat. I am Miss Felicia. I'm here with the fabulous Miss Tony. We're talking and talk about pushing the brand. We have our first guest in the chat room, Dante Lagore. Hey, Dante. Hey. How are you? How are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. Thank you. That's good. Can you hear me? Welcome to the chat room. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad we to be thank here. You for coming I'm glad in to be here. Your, your time and your space. Yes. For all of those that don't know who you are, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Well, basically, I am an author first, um, but I served in the military for many years, for 16 years, um, uh, and I love writing. Um, I wrote two poetry books so far, and I'm working on my novel. Actually, I'm in the lab right now doing that. Um, but I said to myself, I'm going to take a break and get on this show while I can because, you know, I'm not going to have this time today again. So, you know, this day is going to go by, and I'm going to be missing out if I don't check in. So I just said, let me get in there, get off this mm-hmm. computer, and stop writing for a little while, talk to these mm-hmm. ladies that at Let's Chat. So, well, thank yeah. you. We appreciate Absolutely. your break, including us. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. I am. I'm definitely happy to be here. Um, and uh, let me tell you about since I'm here. Uh, let me tell you about my book. I write. For, I write for. I initially initially wanted to write something to express how I feel about the people that read my work, and so that's where that idea came from. With I write for with the ellipsis at the end, because I don't write for me personally. I write for everybody, that you know, so they can get some kind of enjoyment, some kind of inspiration, some kind of motivation out of what I write. So, yeah, so I thought I'd just put mm-hmm. that out there. Right, now, is that the title of your book, I Write For? I Write For, yes. That's the title of the, the latest book that I published um, in June. In June. Okay. Um, the first book that I published is called Rooted in Love, and um, that was based on the fact of just, it was just based on love, and it, it was a truly inspirational book, um, and yeah, pretty much truly inspirational. It was more like uh, my relationship with God and stuff like that, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, are these both uh, books of poems, or are they shorts, or? They're, they're poems and short stories. Um, like, okay. those are, those are sh- poems and short stories. Because uh, I was afraid to write the novel that I'm writing right now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> see? 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 That fear? That fear gets you every time, won't it? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to complete it. But now that I'm almost done with it, I am so happy. I'm so proud. I can't wait to play it out there so everybody can get a, get a taste of it and tell me what they think. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, is it um, is it poems and it's like a mixture? So you have, like, you've written a story, then you have a poem, or is it just short stories? How How do you have them set up? Oh, they're set up, but it's a combination of both. Um, it's primarily poems. It's primarily poetry, but then there are short stories stuck in there here and there. The first one has more short stories than the, than the second one does, but the second one had a really long short story. So, 
Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I don't want to put one in that in, in I write for. It, it only had the one short story because uh, it was quite long, and I didn't want to take up too much space in that book with, with stories. Um, and the first one is uh, quite a few. But on top of that, my poetry, from what my cousin tells me, I'd rest him, um, he said my poetry are just stories. They're just stories um, in in flow, you know, trying with, with rhyming words at the end. So it's like, really? Okay. So that's, that's, that's how I look at it now. Like my poetry is just a story about what's going on in life or what's going on in my life or what I see in others' lives, other people's lives. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you were writing it, did, funny, you find, um, did you find at some point – oh, sorry, see, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're on your – go ahead. I'll finish up with you. I was going to just say, did you find at some point that um, you kind of ran out of content sometimes? Um, because a lot of things were in poems instead of the uh, story version. That I did, do, do I think I ran out of content, and that's why in poem form? Is no, what well, did you find? Yeah, you know how sometimes you get um, that one point in time where it's like I'm, I'm thinking of something to write, and I, I'm not quite sure. Did you have that that moment? where you had writer's block um, because you, you know, you had the poems, but the content, you know, wasn't really there to jump off of, or did you have all of that equally? Um, sometimes it's like, all right, when, I, when I'm writing poetry, it's like a third-moment thing. Like, um, it'll start off, and if I can't complete it, like if I don't have the time to complete the whole entire thought, I'll come back to it, but sometimes it, when I come back to it, it takes a different formation. It, it's transformed, so and it goes away from the original idea. So I don't use um only use the ones that I actually completed on first, like the first time that I started writing it, and then I completed it. It's like those are my one shotters, and I use those mostly because I have to go back and the ones that I had to cut off, but. Sometimes I do catch writer's block with writing a poem because I'll get, like, two lines in, and then I'm like, whoa, where was I going? Because, some, you know, some kind of distraction comes in, and I'm like, okay, where was I going when I get back to it? So it's, it's kind of hard sometimes, but not always. Hmm. But with the short stories, hmm. uh, we're, coming, we're trying to get details about what's going on. I, I kind of skip details sometimes. so. I have to go back and revisit the short stories and put the details that I need in there to make the story move. Now, this mm. is Tony. Um, Dante, I was going to ask you about the, different, the writing between poetry and, and novel writing. Sometimes, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how much it is to sit down and just write a poem. You know, I'm not sure if that's something that you have to sit and do from start to finish, whereas when you're writing a novel, it's done over a certain amount of time. Do you find that time management is different between writing poetry and novel? Um, very different because um, with, not, with poetry, I can, I, like, I can just sit and visualize something 
and then mm-hmm. um, start writing it right away. If I start writing it right away, it it could be done within minutes. But when it comes to writing a novel, it's quite harder. It, it's a lot harder because I have to sit in one place for a longer period of time and start mm-hmm. to get the complete thought and all the details into the storyline. Because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's not like poetry where you could start off here and end up somewhere else and then end up right back to where you started off at. Mm-hmm. With, with, a, with a novel, you have to stay focused on who's in the novel, the characters, uh, the events. You have to keep track of all of that. So it's more time mm-hmm. for me to have to go back and reread everything. Or not everything, but I have to reread, like, the key parts so that way I've, I've got everything lined up properly. Right. But right. with the poetry, like I said, it could take me a few minutes and I could put something down on paper real quick. Mm-hmm. So... And, you know, as readers, because we're readers first, Leisha and I, we read everything. We can tell you in a heartbeat if it's not flowing. This character start out with blue eyes and end up with green and mm-hmm. start out at six feet and finish up at 5'11". So, you know, <laughs> readers pay attention to detail. Right, <laughs> so it's exactly, really important exactly. that, that it flows, you know. It really exactly. does. Because it can make because, or break a reader. Right, and that's the thing. I don't, I don't just write. They walked I read in the kitchen, well. came out the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> when did they get to the bathroom? They walked in the kitchen. <laughs> now I can understand that if the kitchen and the bathroom were close to each other, like or connected some kind of way. But who does mm-hmm. that? What kitchen and bathroom exactly. have you ever seen connected? <laughs> that's just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that, 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 yeah and that's, the that's, that's the thing. I don't want. I don't ever want to disappoint on such a scale. Like cause that's a disappointment. When I read something like that myself, it it bothers me, and mm-hmm. I have to go back and say to myself, "Did I miss something? What did I miss?" And I have to go back and relook mm-hmm. at things and say, "What did I miss?" And then when I see that I didn't miss anything, then I'm disappointed. And sometimes right. that, that'll stop me mm-hmm. from reading the book, but then I'll push myself exactly. through it because I'm saying to myself, it's a small thing, I can continue. So, mm-hmm. oh, and hopefully, I'm going to like that again. Me page 20, I'm done. Oh, you good. If page 20, I'm done. If you can't wrap me up and put me in the blanket and hold me tight by page 20, I'm going to put it down and I'm not going to pick it back up. Now, Wow. By page five, if I see that's a little shaky, I'll read the end of the book <laughs> to see wow. if the end of the book makes me want to keep going. But I, I'll put it down. <laughs> She's a hard uh, reader, though. She's a hard one. Wow. You, you, I might have to, I might have to uh, retweet my first 20 pages just for you. <laughs> <laughs> And you talk about me. She only give you five pages. She don't even give you twenty nah. pages. If you ain't nah, see give five more. pages, that's it. Wow. <laughs> I give them a little more. I give them a little more. I, I hate starting something and not finishing it. But Dante, you said you were in the military for sixteen years. Now, yes. while you were in the military, did you find that you were writing at that point, or is this something that you wanted to do since you've come out of the military? No, I've been writing since I was um, 14 years old. I've been writing poetry since I was 14. 
which um, <laughs> was funny because it was mostly love poems. Um, up until my mom read my uh, collection, because I thought I was a man at the time, and she read like she read like the first five poems in my book, and came back and threw it at me, and said, <laughs> "Write something real. This is garbage. Oh, no. Anybody can write this. Write something that's gonna have me thinking or in my feelings about something." So I was like, "Okay, oh. all right." So Damn, I started. Yeah, my mom was hard. She was tough. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I don't live there anymore where she could, well, where she could just get my book from me, you know. And, and be like, yeah. Now I send her a book, and, she, and she'll go, man, it's nice. And she won't, you know, she won't, she won't throw it at me She's the biggest critic. But, yeah, she is. She is. And that's another, she's another reason why I um kind of turned away from writing a novel because, like, my first two or three novels that I tried to write when I was, like, 17 or 18, um, she looked at it and she said, why, why, why does it have to be so bloody? Why everything has to be bloody and gory? And I'm like, mm. okay, let me try a different angle. So, <laughs> so I would try different things, and she'll be, she just wasn't pulled in by the story. And I guess mm. I, I said to myself, I got to build the story. The characters and the scenes were there, but... She was like she wanted the story. So, what was the motivation for the story? What's going to what What are you seeing happening in the future at by the end of the story? So, yeah. So she made me have she gave me a lot to think about, and so that's why like when I started writing this novel that I'm writing now, I actually started it when I was about seventeen as well. And mm-hmm. but this was the one. This was my favorite, and I kept it. I kept this one close to me, so now I'm typing it up and putting it together and making it make sense. Oh. So, now, is this yeah. one bloody and gory as well? Ooh, well, it's not like the one that my mom read. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. The one that my mom read, it was it was like werewolves and all kinds of stuff going crazy, just chopping oh. things up. But this one, it's more it's more subtle. But there is like blood and stuff, but it's more subtle. Hmm. Okay. Now you got me about blood. I know. What type what are we talking about? You had to get there somehow. You had to bleed some way. (laughs) No, I mean it's 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 a war story. Like it's 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 a war, it's a battle and people get injured and they get lattering from their veins. But I don't go into great detail with it. Um, like, I don't just sit and just focus on the blood. Let's put it that way. I don't just focus on it. I I, I describe what's going on, describe the scene, describe maybe some splatter of blood here and there, but I don't focus on it like I used to. I used to focus on the blood because I thought that was what, cause, you know, I watched a bunch of scary movies when I was a kid. So <laughs> I focused on the blood. <laughs> Now you got me all blood in my mind. <laughs> right, I'm not so thinking. I'm, I'm like, hmm, it's those splatters. Okay, so how did the splatters get there? I'm here. I'm just. I'm. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm rolling with you, but I'm trying. You know, readers, we visualize everything is in the reader's head. You know, everything right. is great in your head. That's why it's so great to read a book because that book exactly. can take your mind all the way to the left field. 
everything is great in your head. Even a meal if that you think about can be so great in your head. So when you get it, yeah, it's got to be it just as great. Yeah, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> now, it has to be on you, that level. Well, <laughs> now, you said that um, you were in the military. Did you use your writing as a way to um, just – Keep your write your feelings down, or how? But how did that right. process when, work? When I when I joined the military, um, I was already writing, so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna keep writing. And mm-hmm. whenever somebody would make me angry, I write. If I was feeling a type, any type of way that I was feeling, I would write about it. In that moment, mm-hmm. I would try to write something down and and keep it. Not I wouldn't share with nobody because uh, you know. I'm kind of sensitive about my craft, you know, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, um, I'm on the phone. Oh, yeah. Um, um, but the thing is, is when, when I get, when I get into my feelings and I write it down, I wouldn't share it with anybody because I, like I said, I'm sensitive about what I like and I didn't want people to know exactly how I felt about them, certain people anyway. So, mm-hmm. or the situation. So, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I could verbalize it better, better, better after I write it, I, I calm down about the situation and I'm able to verbalize. But mm-hmm. um, I always, I've always written things. I've always, it, even when I didn't have to, I would write. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I would have to write reports, and I had to stop myself from writing reports because they were too elaborate or too detailed. Mm-hmm. Like I would have to, I would have to tone it down. They wanted like this short piece of information. I gave them this voluminous piece of work, <laughs> and they were like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, pretty much." And they were like, "Look, guy, um, calm down. You know, you ain't got much time or space to be writing all of this." I was like, "All right," so I had to tone it down. But give you in a my limit. Free time, I would just let go. In my free time, uh-huh. I'm able to let go, express everything I feel and everything. So it, it was fun. It was the, the, So that was like my pastime. Mm-hmm. That was my pastime. Writing was my pastime. Before I got in the military, um, I would say I was something of a loner. Like I had a bunch of friends, but they couldn't find me. <laughs> because I would go off on my own and just sit in the park or somewhere and just write for hours. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. you know, Dante, sometimes when you when you're in your feelings or somebody puts you in your feelings and you want to write it down, this is Tony, by the way. Make sure I introduce mm-hmm. myself. But when you write it down, you know that gives you the opportunity to do whatever you want to them. You can kill them off. You can make them as bloody since you went to the blood thing. Make them as bloody as you want. Mm-hmm. Leave trails of body parts. Now I'm getting the story up in my head. <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> you can do them any kind of way, Dante. You can mm-hmm. write it down and just. You'll feel so much better afterwards. You know how many people I've killed <laughs> in stories? <laughs> Don't make it him mad, terrible. y'all. You will end up in his book, and it may not end well for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Some, some people I didn't kill. Some people I just ridiculed. Like, I I just made them look like weird creatures or something like that or, or gave us some kind of disease or something. I, I always do something to Oh, somebody. Lord, you're giving us diseases too. Y'all better watch our back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Come now, on. Say, this, is, this is Alicia. We have, to, we have to announce ourselves because people say we sound so much alike. 
Now, Y'all I thought Mr. Day is pushing. <laughs> we know. I thought Mr. Day <laughs> is pushing the brand. Can you tell us a little mm. bit how you, a little bit about how you pushed your brand? Um, basically, I pushed my brand. Well, recently, I went at, went out and got some T-shirts made. Um, I just got to order another. Research. I got to order a supply of T-shirts, but I've got uh, a bunch of T-shirts made. And what they say is on the front it says, "Whenever uh, if if you're in doubt, be reverse." And on the back it says, "Awesome one." That's one of my brands because I'm, I think I'm awesome. I think everybody's I think everybody's awesome on some level. So mm-hmm. that's something that I would try to put out into. I, I always call people awesome. I give them awesome nicknames, mm-hmm. like Awesome Junior or Awesome Lady or something like that. I give them some kind of nickname that has awesome in it because I am Mr. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it's not because of me. <laughs> I'm not awesome because of me. I'm awesome because of something great in me. So, yeah, so I can share it. Um, another thing I do, I like to um, go online, go on Facebook and Twitter. I don't do Twitter too much because they don't give me enough space to put everything I want to say. About to keep I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> there's but a limit, Dante. There's a limit. <laughs> I know. I know. But um, I, I don't like rules too. No, I'm just joking. But those rules are just so restrained. They're just constraining me. Like, ah, let me get out. But um, I like to I like to share little thoughts or put some little uh, pieces of poetry or pieces of my story on on um on Facebook, let people let my readers read it, and hopefully mm-hmm. they go out and continue to read my work and stuff like that. Um, but since I'm new to this whole thing, uh, it's kind of hard because sometimes I lose focus and just focus on writing. Going to mm-hmm. do it by itself, but there's a lot of stuff that I have to do. Recently, I had a book uh, a book signing, in mm-hmm. in my local library, that was that turned out to be really nice. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people came out to support it, and I appreciate it. Um, Good. I'm trying to get out and do more of those, move, do more book signing um, in the area because, and outside of my area, because there's two big cities on either side of me. One is to the south, one is to the north. And I gotta go. I gotta go to those two big cities and see if I can get a, a book signing done and uh, event done over there. Um, but I, I got a lot of plans in the works. I just got to get this third book out so I can do it. Because as long as I'm in the lab, I'm in the lab. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. Now, Dante, you, know, you want to make it to the big city is. of New York, and I ask you to sign my book. It's not going to turn into another book, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. But I, it, <laughs> okay. I don't think you – did you get it, Dante? Did you get it? <laughs> just sign your name. You don't right. have to get to sign and write up a new book. No, I have to say something awesome to you, though. I I can't just sign my name and be like, that's it. I have to say something awesome to you, and it won't be long. It'll be like it'll be like a one liner, but it has to be something awesome. It's so gonna be a powerful awesome one liner. Yes, yes. Even if I even all right. if all I say is continue to be awesome. That I mean, I'm, that's my one liner. I get it. I'm just messing with you. I couldn't. I couldn't. You left yourself open for that one. I know. I know because I'm a. I, I am long winded. Don't get me wrong. I am. 
think that's I really want to say hats off to you, um, though. Hats off to you because mm-hmm. there are a lot of authors that don't move their feet at all. And before your book is even done, you have to think about the marketing of that book. You have to think about the promotion right. of that book. You have to think about how you're going to get it into readers' hands outside of social media. Right. People think social exactly. media is going to be so much. It's only a quarter of what you're going to really desire as far as sales. you got to go out, kiss baby, shake hands like a like a presidential campaign. Exactly. you got to get out there and put yourself out there so that people can get to know you. And for you, I'm like, this is awesome because there are not a lot of authors that do that. Can you talk a little bit about the um the 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 push that you have and the desire that you have to push yourself and to push your pen and your brand to a different level? When I first started when I first published my first book, um, I was encouraged to publish it by my cousin who published his and um he was doing the same thing. He was going out to the mall and he was pushing his book and just trying to make sales and stuff like that. And he was giving me tips and everything while I was trying to publish my book. And he's like, once you get it done, get out there. Don't just sit at the desk and try to write another book. Get out there. You got time to write another book. That you know, so at least at least in two months, you got to get your next book out. But yeah, I did. I I pretty much ignored him. For the most part, like I would go out every now and then. I wouldn't go out every day. I was going out every now and then, and he was continually, continuously hounding me. Well, last year, um, right before I published my book, um, he had he wound up falling ill and and dying from cancer. So, um, mm-hmm. the thing about it is. I still hear him in my mind, you know, he's still pushing me. He still tells me, Hey, get to work, get to work, get to work. You got things to do. You got to get out there and you got to uh, promote yourself. You got to help, you know, push your book. You got to push it. You can't just sit on your laurels and just write and think that it's going to work itself out. You have to push it. So that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to push it because of the fact that it wasn't just his dream that he'd be great. It was his dream that I'd be great. So, and we were supposed to be great together. So I still push because of that factor. That's my motivation, to keep pushing in, wow. in, the, in his spirit. So, um, That's awesome. Delete. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. That's awesome. That was on point. <laughs> But he you better told me, you know, talk that talk. I, I know that's right. So, <laughs> he said, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you better, that's right. You better talk that talk. Dude. But that's the, that's the thing. You, everybody, I, I think everyone that, that has a brand that they, wanna, that they want to grow has to get out there and, like you said, shake couple hands, kiss a couple babies. You're not going to make a sale on every with every person you meet, but at least mm-hmm. you get your face out there, you get your, your brand out there in the public view. So once you're out in the public view and people know who you are, they might look for you later, you know. So mm-hmm. that's know. how that, that helps. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. um. It's it, I can't I can't tell people that another thing is I can't preach something to other people 
not do it myself. So right. <laughs> like a couple a couple of authors that I've met on Facebook or through Facebook, um, they they are not doing the same thing like I am. And I'll tell them, you know, mm-hmm. you need to put yourself out there, go to events and stuff. And they'll be like, well, you don't go to any events. So I had to start doing things, you know. So, but I didn't think work. I was worthy of an event at one point in time. You're always worthy. You got to walk the walk that you're talking and exactly. show them that it can be done. Because sometimes that fear in hell holds people back from, from you know, further pursuing. Yep. Fear, and doubt. It, yeah, fear and doubt. Mm-hmm. It's there to stop you mm-hmm. from moving forward. Definitely. It's one thing to be afraid. It's a whole other thing to be and then become stagnant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's true. And stagnant goes nowhere. Yeah, stagnant goes nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like one of my um, old sergeants in the Army used to say to me whenever I was moving too slow or I was just like at a standstill and I'm at work. I'm just not really productive that day. She would say, you're moving like pond water. So <laughs> pond water doesn't really move. <laughs> it doesn't really go anywhere. So. That's a good one. That's another metaphor. <laughs> well, Dante, it has been a pleasure having you on Let's Chat, getting to know you and hearing the passion and the drive behind what it is that you do. But before you leave the chat room, please share with our listeners um, how they can reach you and follow you with your social media handles. Okay. It, 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 I can be found at, yeah, I got me a, a stuttering now. I'm <laughs> saying such nice things about me, it just got me stuttering. <laughs> but um, I can be followed on Twitter at Dante Laguerre. That's D-A-N-T-E-L-E-G-A-R-E. On Instagram, Dante L-L-1. D-A-N-T-E-L-L-1. And on Facebook, y'all can find me at Edna Everdell or LeVon Xavier 7. And y'all can find my author page on Amazon as well. Mm-hmm. Soon I'll have some more other ways to get in touch um, when I figure them out, <laughs> figure out how to work them and use them. <laughs> But <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's all of them. Okay. <laughs> so until next, until I figure out the rest of it. But cause I'm trying to figure out um, pinch, uh, Periscope, I'm trying to figure that thing out. I could be uh, video, live videos and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Please use the queen of live videos here on Let's Chat. <laughs> really? Yes, she would go live in a heartbeat. (laughs) Make sure you follow her. I will. (laughs) And follow me, too. I am going to follow you, too. I'm going to follow both of y'all. Okay, well, it's been a pleasure having you, Dante, once again. (laughs) And I want to give a shout-out to one of the authors that, that, one of the current authors that actually kind of push me too as, as well like because she always tell me you know you need to get to writing every time I try to take a break she always tell me to get to work and that's um, author Kobe Taylor 
she had me, mm-hmm. like, because I had um, contacted her and we were talking about uh, writing and stuff, and she was like, well, get to writing. And every time she, every time, every time I'm on Facebook, she'll hit me up and say, are you writing? So, <laughs> so I have to get off of Facebook and get to work. <laughs> That's to prove a point. So, yeah, it's, it's, she's been a very, very encouraging friend. So, yeah. You need those. That's, a, that's so important out. to have. That's, mm-hmm. that's important to have as well. So shout yes, out to indeed. her from the ladies on Let's Chat. Yes. And the man behind the um, pen of Dante Leggett. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Will you enjoy the rest of your evening? I'm glad we were able to fill in the gap while you took a break from your writing because, you know, it sounds like you, you you spend a lot of time in the lab, so sometimes it's nice to get out and get that, that mind away from what it is you're doing. So we were glad to be able to be a part of that. And I thank you for letting me be a part of your show. You have to do this you're again. Very well. <laughs> Absolutely, because you're awesome. <laughs> no, y'all are awesome. That's why you're welcome back any time. You and all, all right, of your awesomeness. Back. Just let us know. Once you get that novel written, we're going to come back. And we're going to oh, talk about the splatter you got going on. Okay. Okay. All right. Enjoy, That'll be fine. Enjoy the rest of your evening, Dante. Y'all do the same. Okay. Thank Stay you. Stay awesome. <laughs> you too. I love this energy. Me too. I, mean, I, I, do. I love what we do. I love to hear our authors. I love to feel their energy because really a lot of times as readers, you feel it in their pen when they bleed um, Mm -hmm. on the paper into those books that we love to read so often. But a lot of times, what if it's an author you've never heard of or you don't Mm -hmm. um, hear of much? So it's good to really be able to hear and feel their passion. And that in itself uh, is your personality, which helps authors to um, sell their books as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. And for those that may not know the author, you get to hear it. You know, okay, now let me go check out what it is that he's doing. Now I like that. Let me go check out That's that right. book. Oh, I like poetry. Oh, I like this. Just to give them that opportunity yeah. to get to know some new authors and get some new material in their library. Absolutely. I always say books is like walking into 31 Flavors. We go into 31 Flavors, we get the little spoon, and we like, let me taste this. No, I like that. Oh, let me taste this. And it's not that Mm -hmm. we um, really, the flavor before, we looked at the name, and we looked at the way the ice cream looked. And we said, let me taste that. That looks like that might be good. Mm, Let me taste that, too. Oh, that Mm -hmm. looks not like that. Okay, let me try this. And books are the same way. You see the covers, you get the feels and listen to the authors, and it's like, oh, I might like that. Let me go and check it out. So don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to read something new by somebody new, if you know them or not, because you never know where their mind will take you. Speaking of where a person's mind will take you, we have the fabulous Courtney C. Kicking in the chat room door. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Hey, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. We welcome you, welcome you. Now, I want to talk about this here cover and and, and this here book now that you got, Missy. (laughs) Before we do that, (laughs) tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your work. Um, Okay. (laughs) Um, 
So I go by Courtney D, and the D part is short for a very long and complicated last name. Um, it was just a lot easier to put in print the D-E-E rather than the whole 10-digit last name. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a new author. Well, I'm relatively new to this genre. I've always written a little bit. I've dabbed here and there but I've never taken it to the level I'm at now before. So that's a little different. Um, Let's see about myself. I am a huge sports fanatic. Um, I'm a a big football fan. Uh If if you can talk football, then we will be best friends. Girl, you have said the magic word. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't said no but a word. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I don't know. Let's see. You want to talk about my book? Yeah. Absolutely. Tell yeah. us about that book. about we were meant to be. Okay. Um. Have you ladies read it yet? We haven't read no, it. No, I haven't read it. Yet. Um. But I'm looking at this cover, and the, the the female on the cover is looking kind of serious. And I'm like, oh, we were meant to be. I, I don't know if he is trying to figure out if they were meant to be or is she questioning if they were meant to be. <laughs> um, the cover, I kind of, so I won't give you too much detail. I don't want to ruin it for you, but my the main character, Vivian, she's just very strong. She knows what she wants. Um, she just, she's very independent. Now, the backstory to the book, it's actually, you know, half fiction. Like all writing, um, you can't write something you don't know anything about. So I took a little bit from my life with a little bit of what I would love it to be, and uh, I got Vivian, and I fell in love with her. The The first couple paragraphs I put down, I was like, this is my girl. Like, this is the person I want to be best friends with. She, um, she's just, she's a wholesome girl, but at the same time, she doesn't take no shit from anybody. She's very, speak her mind. Um, you're not going to pull one over on her. But at the same time, she's also got that vulnerable side. She's been through a lot in her life. And she, she, she struggles. The whole we were meant to be concept comes from, um, a really good friendship she has, which is Malik, the, the other main character in the book. Um, the whole backstory is that they're friends. Um, he had disappeared from her life for a little while, and she kind of had to learn to stand on her own two feet with, with no no male support. Um, she didn't have a dad in her life. She was just raised by a strong female. Her, her dad had passed away, so she's just very, very strong. Um mm-hmm. And Malik just pops back up, and then it kind of, it's an emotional journey. It's her finding herself, her realizing that, you know, maybe she's not as strong as she uh, projects herself to be, especially emotionally. Like, everybody has that, that weakness. Everybody needs somebody. And it's kind of like the whole series is just a journey through her life. Uh-huh. Oh. Sounds interesting. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, you, this is Lisa Courtney. We have to announce ourselves because we sound so 
so much alike. <laughs> you mentioned that this is not this is not the only genre that you write. What other genres do you write? Um, I've dabbled in a little bit. I mean, I'm like Dante before. He was like he likes the gory stuff. Um, uh-huh. I do too. Everybody has a little bit of savage in them. <laughs> it's all the stuff that. <laughs> Sometimes your anger, you channel it, and it's like, yes, I wish I could just chop this person's head off or that kind of thing. So I've dabbled in, like, oh, goriness. Yeah, I'm messing around little... with Courtney. Y'all better watch out. She's going to put y'all in y'all book, her book and kill you off. Between <laughs> her and Dante, right? <laughs> right. Between her and Dante, you better watch your back. <laughs> yeah, don't you so smile first. Pretty much. I'll smile as I cut your heart out, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. I was raised with all brothers, so I kinda had no choice but to 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 learn that kind of stuff. No choice, no choice. Wow. Now what decided you to become an author, Courtney? Um well, I've always had a love for reading, um, and writing. Like I said, I just, I wasn't so focused on it. I just dabbled a little bit, but um, Mm -hmm. I just, I had this story and I had to get it out. And I was like, oh, you know, what's the harm in just putting pen to paper and keys to keyboard, like my fingers to keyboard. Let's, let's try and see what we can make of it. And then I just, I fell in love and it, it was a passion I never understood that I had. Wow. Now how many, how many books do you have, have published already? Um, I just turned in the second one to be edited, so that one's finished, and I'm on the third. Wow. Now, what was your – explain to our listeners and to me and Alicia what it felt like to have your first book in your hand with your name at the bottom or on the spine as the author. How did that feel? There's no words to kind of describe except just shock. Um, uh-huh. it's like you have the idea in your head. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 in the back of your mind. I'm an author. I'm an author. But it it uh-huh. didn't really hit me until I saw that and I could see my name and I could see people getting excited over my book that it really, like, sunk in. Uh-huh. And to this day, I'm still in awe over the the response I get, the people that want to speak to me, the conventions I get invited to, the book signings. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it sounds exciting. <laughs> it's very, it's very. Wow. Absolutely. Now, Courtney, today we're talking um, about pushing the brand. Can you talk a little bit about how you push your brand? Sure. Um, I have the mentality that my brand is me, and I'm going to represent that as best as I can at all times. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stoop to anyone's level. I'm not going to engage with the people who don't want to see me succeed. I just, I've always gone and been positive about everything, and that's the image I want to project. So when people hear my name, they're like, oh, that's that super sweet lady that I met at a book signing. Or, oh, I read her books, and she's awesome. I talked to her before. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about marketability, too. Like, my name, I wanted to have the best reputation, the best 
um, exposure possible. I don't want to kind of just hide behind the keyboard and not interact with people. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very people-friendly, so I will talk to anybody about anything. Um, Uh And I make sure I try to do that at all times. I'm always, my goal is to always be approachable. Yes, everybody has their moments, but I I try 99.5% to be to be on my game at all times. Mm, you have to in this industry. Yeah, you Absolutely. and you never know too. You don't want to turn somebody off by maybe something I've said one time that I didn't mean to say a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, perception is right. everything. Right. And that's not the kind of person I want to be. I I've seen both sides of it. I've seen a negative, and I've seen people who have just been like, you know what? I'm awesome, my work is awesome, my fans are awesome, my readers are awesome, and that's how we're going to be at all times, and that's what I strive to be. Mm-hmm. That's because, you know, that word of mouth between readers is powerful. You know, we hear, Misha and I always say that word of mouth is such a selling tool, and it can also be a breaking tool. Oh, well, did you hear that she said this, this, and that? Or, or have you read the latest with that? Because that word of mouth is the biggest that an author can have because it's a constant it's constantly expanding your readership you know like like oh have you read this book let me lend it to you and once you get one book you want to go through that whole author's library you want to pick up everything that has that author's name on it and that's a a, a reader that you want to keep close to you that's always spreading the word for your work Absolutely. I that's how you know, before all this computer stuff, I mean I'm not so old I don't remember computers. But before computers mm-hmm. were huge, everything was word of mouth. I would hear about new right. books from Oh, I went to the store and I found this book, oh my god, have you read it? And then you would share books and you could talk about it. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. it's it's not as easy on social media. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a curse and a blessing because at the same time, like as much exposure as you're getting you can also say the wrong thing one time, and then right. everybody hates you and they blackball you. It, right. It kind of, you know, there's a, there has to be a balance. Mm-hmm. And, and I that's, don't know that's that's sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes you can say something and mean it one way, but if it's on the computer, you can't see that person talking. You can't see their actions or non-actions. You're just looking at words appearing on a screen. So you cannot, it, it, like you said, it could be a curse and a blessing as well because it's not as personal as getting to know someone face-to-face at a book signing or just sitting down and chat or just listening to them on the radio getting interviewed. Those are intimate settings that, that bring the reader closer to an author. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I love those connections. Those are the best kind of connections you can have. Because you get to Mm -hmm. see the excitement on a reader's face and actually answer the questions that they want to ask you. It's personable. And that's what I enjoy the most out of this is getting to meet people and getting excited to hear what they have to say to me and what I can say to them. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Mm -hmm. So true. Now, this is Leisha. (laughs) Go ahead, ahead, Leisha. Now I was gonna ask her, you know, you, no, you, you say you <laughs> I wanted to ask you for your book, your latest book, if you had a soundtrack to go with it, what would it be? Because I see oh. you like music and things like that. So yes. Yeah, I 
music is another passion of mine. I have a right. ton of friends that are in bands. I like every genre of music. I just, it inspires me. Based on the mood I'm feeling is how I write and what I listen mm-hmm. to at the time. So if I'm listening to some heavy death metal, chances are someone's getting murdered or hacked up or something <laughs> crazy is going on. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't specifically give you a soundtrack. I mean, at my taste ranges from, like, if I'm doing a love scene, it could be mm-hmm. something um, like old school jazz music gets me in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I love, like, instrumental music. And when, like, I'm mm-hmm. excited, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Future has to be on the top of my list. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I am a, a aficionado, aficionado of future. Like he is one of my biggest inspirations. Awesome. That's yeah, <laughs> can't go wrong with that. Oh heck no! And no, I, it is hilarious. <laughs> People get a kick out of me. I will I will drive around with my windows down, blast the future, and they're like, "Look at that crazy white girl! What is she doing?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I have no shame. That is, yeah, I have no shame. You know what? Ain't nothing wrong with that. You, you, know, you say that. Shame. You say it with your chest. That's right. That's right. And if they don't like it, tell them they can come and see your pen. And they also talk about it in the hanging scene on chapter three. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't make me too mad. I'll make your character and kill you off. <laughs> now, Courtney, this is Alicia. What is what is the one thing that you want your readers to get out of the books that you put out? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I feel like everybody takes different things out of books. Like, I specifically, I look for, like, the underlying message, whether it be about relationships or um, different interactions between people. When I write, I write with the purpose of I'm just a big advocate for women, so I want to display strong women um, who aren't afraid to speak their mind and do what they love to do and not have to apologize for it. So that's my goal. Um, I hope that by the time everyone is finished with one book, two books, a series, whatever, they understand that I make the characters as strong as they are to be kind of not role models per se because my characters do some crazy things, but to kind of to get that strength from them to say, okay, if this character can do all this crazy stuff, then why can't I? Why can't I know what I want to do and go for it the way I want to do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that, that you be said that because, you know, but it's true. So many times, and women, we do this all the time. So many times we are just content with life, and normally somebody else has sold you their vision. 
it's so easy for somebody else to study their vision and their passion, especially as a woman, because we 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 are backbones. We we support and we nurture everybody around us, and it's so easy to lose yourself in that process. So there is nothing wrong with saying, "Okay, I'm about to do me now." Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm glad that I you. Feel- I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it's just, I think it stems from, too, how I was raised. Like I said, I grew up with all brothers. Um, I lost my father when I was young, so it was always my mom. And she had always taught me to be strong, to not care about what I want, to just go for it. So the person holding me back is me. And Uh I try to live my life like that. Um, I try to not care as much as, like, what people think and what, women can and can't do because we're put in boxes. Um, And I feel like the times are finally changing where there is a strong woman. Like, I'm not on the Hillary train and not trying to push politics, but for a woman to to try to run for president, 40 years ago, that's unheard of. A woman was supposed to be in the kitchen, cooking, taking care of her husband Uh and kids, and not working. Right. Like, that's amazing to me, for me to be able to say, yes, in my lifetime, I'm seeing a woman run for president, and she doesn't have to bow down to men. It's not a man's world anymore. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And it's a game changer for a lot of people in our country, you know, because a lot of people is, are not ready for that. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's a game changer. But um, Courtney, you know, you you said the magic word at the top of our interview with you, which is sports, because uh, I love sports. I actually do a sports <laughs> show on Block Talk. I gotta make sure I tag you. So I'm gonna ask you. I think I know the answer. Your team is the Philadelphia Eagles. Am I, am I right? Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> and and right now you currently sit at the top of your division at three and oh, mama. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So how are you seeing? You know, Lisa lives in Michigan, and her husband is a Detroit fan. So you you guys are playing them on Sunday. So, so tell Lisa how that game is going to end up, Mama. <laughs> You're not going to tell me how the game is going to end up. I'm not a Lions fan. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I miss Calvin Johnson so much. He was one of my favorite players. And when he retired, I was so sad. Just as a Mm -hmm. sports fan in general, like, it doesn't even matter that he wasn't on my team. You just, you got to love Megatron. And when he left, I was heartbroken. Yes. And like you said, you don't have to be a Lions fan, just a sports fan in general. Oh, yeah. You always have to respect the greats, whether they're on your team or not. Mm-hmm. That's respect. Now, the game. I got a question for you while we're on sports. What sure. is your thoughts about um, athletes that play hurt? A lot of times our athletes play hurt, and then uh, down the line, months down the line, something happens and it becomes a serious, serious injury from a small injury. What are your thoughts about athletes that play hurt? I'm not a fan of them playing hurt only because, like you said, down the road, it could um it could really impact that person. I think the league is so driven by money and revenue that at, they mm-hmm. don't care for players as they should. I mean, look what it took to get concussion protocol. How many years did that take? It's trash, right? Um, mm-hmm. We should be protecting the players before anything else. And 
like, I am a, I hate Roger Goodell. I'm not even going to lie. I hate that man so much. He's so driven uh-huh. by money and what he's going to get out of things that he fails to see, like, the beautiful part of the game is having healthy players and a good competition, not how many beers a stadium sells and how many jerseys they sell. You should care about the people who are bringing in that money, therefore investing in their health, getting them the right doctors, not pushing them on the field to play after they just took a hit to the head and they haven't even been checked out yet. Uh That drives me nuts more than anything. Right, because without them, (laughs) there is no game. Exactly. I pay good money. I'm going to uh, Washington next week on vacation, and we're going to watch the Redskins and Eagles. If I'm going to shell out the amount of money I do to see this game, I want to see players that are healthy. I don't want to see a player take a hit and is limping, and then the coach is screaming, get back on the field. Like, no, Uh I don't want to watch the end of somebody's career because they're not getting medical attention. You have to invest in their future. That means take the time to check them out and give them proper health care rather than shove them on there. You better talk that talk, girl. We need athletes <laughs> like yourself. Talk that talk. We need health care. I'm telling you, I, just need, I need a microphone and 10 minutes with Roger Goodell and 10 minutes with Donald Trump. I will have this country fixed. <laughs> Straight right up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have that, but you can call in Tuesday night to the scoreboard uh, where Miss C. Oh, yes, that is right in my alley. I'm going to tag you for our next show. <laughs> I am on that. You don't, just give me the heads up when it's good to call. <laughs> yeah, it got it got heated on the scoreboard this past Tuesday, man. It got heated. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. It was. It really was. Courtney, we so appreciate you sharing your time, your energy, um, and your work with us here on Let's Chat. You are welcome back anytime. Before you head out of the yes, chat room, make sure, make sure you shout out your social media. Oh, boy. Okay. So all my social media handles, I try to keep consistent, so it's just author Courtney D. Um, I recently launched my website, authorcourtneyd.com. Um I do have a new blog coming up soon with um, musicians. I'm going to do uh, a round robin of different musicians, get questions answered, get snippets of new music. So if you're a music fan, absolutely check it out. It's coming soon. Um, yeah, just from requesting on Facebook, like I said, I'll talk to any about, anybody about anything. You have any questions, concerns, even if you want to just talk football. I'm always uh-huh. here. Courtney, I have loved your energy here, and it has been a pleasure getting to know you, which is what we do here on Let's Chat. Just try to get to know the passion behind the pen and get to know the person behind the pen as well. So <laughs> I have had a blast with you, girl, and I'm sure this is not going to be our last time talking. <laughs> I hope not. Thank you so much for having me. You are so you welcome. Are more than You're welcome. welcome. Back anytime. <laughs> yes, anytime. <laughs> We thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it was good talking to you guys. You too. You have a great evening. Good now. talking to you too. You have a great <laughs> evening. Good night. You too. Okay. Good night. I just absolutely love her energy. 
I love them. I always say that, but I love that. I love to feel an author's passion. I love to hear an author's passion. I love to read it um, because, you know, when they write, they leave their passion out. It comes out through the flavor of their pen. But when it's somebody you've never met, somebody you've never read, it's awesome to hear of what drives Mm -hmm. them, what fuels that fire in their pen um, for them to Mm -hmm. give us those great reads. And speaking of fueling the fire, we got the king in the chat room, Arthur King Diamond. (laughs) Hey, how are you? Uh, Good evening, good evening. How are you ladies and gentlemen doing? Hey, ladies, what's going on? How are you? What's going on? Y'all know I'm blessed. Bless not stressed. Absolutely. Yes, yes, glad to be here. Now, for everybody that doesn't know King Diamond, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your new book. Okay. Well, uh, hailing from Jacksonville, Florida, Duval County. Currently moved to Minnesota. You know, uh, Prince died and they was in need of a king. So uh, I'm the author known as King Diamond. Uh, probably the realest nigga to ever lace up a pair of tennis shoes. Uh, 11 brothers and sisters. You know, uh, been to prison five times, did over 27 years while I was in prison. Never completed the ninth grade. Uh, while I was in prison, got my GED, went on to become a, a GED teacher for uh, English and literature of the arts. And while I was doing literature of the arts, uh, I was approached by a white guy who told me that it might be in my best interest to start writing books. So in 2000, I penned my first book, although my first book was actually published in 2013. I'm currently the author of five novels, uh, the Ghetto Gospel series, part one and part two. Uh, Blood Ain't Always Thicker, uh, Triple Cross, Winner Take All, and my newly released book that came out a couple of months ago called King Me the Game, in which you actually, every chapter that you read, you set up your chessboard and you move a piece and it equal up the checkmate. Uh, I'm very passionate about my writing. I'm very creative about my writing. Uh, last month, I just opened up my own publication company, Diamond Cup Publications. We released two books yesterday by the author Silent Storm. Uh, one is called Love Got Me Gone, and one is called The Thin Line Between Love and Power. She's our, uh, we call her the Mafia Diva. She writes the Mafia love stories. Uh, my next author to be uh, released is Yashika Lachey. Uh, who's another strong author. She has a book called uh, Jewel's Dilemma. And the next one will be Blackheart. Uh, and we have uh, we have a 10 uh, team crew. You know, I know people say it's, uh, it's kind of quick, but uh, everybody loves the king. And everybody know that the king keep it real and uh, have a contract like no other. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it's been an experience. You know, it's also been a journey. And, you know, I'm very outspoken in the literary world. And, you know, um, we go through these trials and tribulations with these different companies and things of that nature. And from that experience, you know, I think I would say that I'm the leading advocate against all uh, bullshit and fuckery. So, you know, if I see it, I expose it. Really don't care how people think. 
You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's kind of, you know, rubbed a few people the wrong way, but also made people realize that it's time for a change in the literary game, that we need to um, establish a code of conduct, you know, a moral code, you know, have better scruples. Because I don't feel that we, uh, that are part of the urban literature industry, I don't feel that we're getting our just due because of these things. Uh you know, it's a pleasure to be on shows like this, you know, because they are becoming platforms, you know, for inspiring authors and, you know, seasoned authors, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I commend all of you ladies, you know, on y'all blog talk radio work, you know, and hope to look forward to look, uh, look forward to, uh, you know, having being on the show in this future. Uh, mm-hmm. I do want to announce that uh, I will be announcing this week that I have signed my first author from South America. She's a, a European woman, wow. and she writes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting South American money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, and she, uh, actually, she will be doing a radio broadcast, and we'll be broadcasting over there in South America next week. I mean, wow. South Africa next week. So uh, she does the uh, sci-fi you know what I'm saying, in the paranormal. So, you know, I'm trying to uh, extend myself, you know, to all uh, genres, you know, and all walks of life, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, uh, I'm, I stay on my Black Lives Matter thing, but I also stay on my Black Authors Matter thing. You know what I'm saying? If you have a passion for this industry, then I feel like, you know what I'm saying, you should always, you know, struggle and strive, you know what I'm saying, to do something, you know what I'm talking about, to make our industry better. You know what I'm saying? When you mm-hmm. look at it, right. you know, just like with the rappers, just like with the uh, actors, you know, we entertain us. You know, mm-hmm. we, we that's what we do. We entertain the world, you know, and I, I, I just don't feel that. It's not it's not the book industry within itself. It's the urban uh, uh, part of the industry, you know, that's not being, getting its just due. So whenever that happens, you have a problem, you know, and you have to find the source of the problem and you have to come up with a solution. You know, I feel like blog talk, you should be farther advanced than it is. You know what I'm saying? But because, you know, of the issues that we experience, you know, we, we, we just not where we need to be. So, you know, that's that's one of the King's missions, you know, as a person before Arthur. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the struggle, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, so I know that the struggle is going to continue. You know what I'm saying? But one thing about it, two things for sure, wherever the struggle at, that's where the king going to be. And like I said, I appreciate y'all for uh, having me on the show. If y'all have any questions, you know, I'll answer them truthfully. Nah, don't ask me nothing, and you know what I'm saying. You don't, you don't want to hear the truth because the king stand on the truth. Wow, ain't nothing well, wrong know, with that. King. Now, being exactly, go ahead, see, nothing wrong. No, I was gonna well, say, you know, nothing wrong with what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. Now, being that you've been an author and that you're now a publisher, um, a lot of times authors come with those preset expectations of what being published is. What are some of the things that you sit down and you tell them um, about branding themselves? Our topic today is pushing the brand. What are some of the things that you tell them about branding themselves, pushing their pen, and pushing um, 
them themselves as a as a business entity? I, you know, I first and foremost tell them that, you know what I'm saying, unless people can appreciate you as a, per, a person, it don't matter if you write a million great books. They will never get behind you and support you because of the person that you are. See, it all starts with you as a person. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I truly believe that, you you know, this, this, this keep it real thing, you have to establish that first. You know, coming into the game, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was an unknown author, you know what I'm saying, even though I had five-star books, you know what I'm saying? But until people got to actually realize that this dude, he's real, man, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, a few authors have met me face-to-face, and they realize that I'm the same. You know, this ain't no Facebook uh, uh, imitation, or, you know what I'm talking about, no Facebook put on. This the real live king, you know what I'm saying? So I think that all authors need to first you know what I'm saying, establish themselves and their realness. Then, you know, once they begin to produce these books, I feel like they need to start supporting other people. You know, we all know that the Bible say do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And I think that mm-hmm. in the literary game, in order for you to succeed, you, you, you have to have your fellow authors to support you. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of us out there today. But, you know, even with Kindle Unlimited, Kindle Unlimited, $10 a month. But uh, author will refuse to one-click for you if you don't one-click for them. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it don't matter if they can get 100 free books. They're not going to support you until you show that you are supported. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Another thing with your mm-hmm. brand is you got to be one of those people who say that my word is my bond. You understand what I'm saying? Because there's so much deception that's going on. You know, there's so much deceiving. There's so much, uh, you know, uh, uh, people cheating each other. People are scheming against each other. So much slimy stuff that's going on in the industry that people are are, are not, you know, uh, eager to trust you. You know what I'm saying? To, to mm-hmm. invest in your brand, to support your brand, because they don't know whether it's tainted or not. You know what I'm saying? So you have to establish that, hey, man, my brand is 100. You know what I'm talking about? It never changes. You know, when every day that you wake up and look in the mirror, if, you know what I'm talking about, if you feel uncomfortable about the person that you're looking back at, then you need to um, get yourself right. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, people will only know and see what you give them to know and see. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's a lot of authors out there, you know what I'm saying, who I know personally, you know what I'm talking about, that their books, you know, you know, hey, to just keep it real, their books are not better than some of these other guys who don't get recognition. But they don't get recognition because why? Because they don't keep Nobody it real. Knows. Yeah, and then last but not least, yeah, last but not least, you know what I'm saying, you have to be interactive. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't build, mm-hmm. you know, in this literary industry, these readers, these supporters, they want to interact with you. They want to be able to go to you and feel like they are, you that you appreciate what they bring to the table. You appreciate their support. You uh-huh. so you appreciate the monetary funds that they give you. If you don't do this, then they'll act like they don't know you. 
You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's my answer. That's my philosophy. And that's what makes me be successful in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you you touched on so many important things. And then, you know, in the words of Keisha Frazier, the previous Keisha Green, books are a business. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, Keisha Green? Uh, I, I, you know, I, okay, okay, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. now you, you know, that. Talk about yeah. just the, the, the business of books. Um, which, well, won't you put your publisher hat on real quick? Well, you know, to me, this is my concept. You know, I do, I do things a little different. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe in like following the trend. I believe in following my heart. So with me, when I deal with my authors, I tell them to maximize their uh, monetary gain because we all know that e-books, you know, after the royalties is cut by Amazon, cut by the publisher, you know, and all of that there, you know, you're getting pennies, basically. So what I do, I I I reverse the system. Instead of dropping their e-book first, I drop their paperback first. You understand what I'm saying? So, therefore, you know what I'm saying, they can get out here in these streets and get on their paperback grind or set up a website where people can order their books for them. So now you're getting $15 instead of $2, which what? It gives you extra incentive to what? Grind hard because you're seeing hundreds of dollars. All right, all right, all right. All right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, this is how I approach the you game. You know what I'm saying? Talk. So, you know, my authors, they love talk. me and, and they appreciate me because my whole thing, when I sat down with my other CEO and we drew up this contract, I said one thing that I wanted to do, and that was to show the author that it's all about them. It's not about us. Because when you look at it, without an author's book, a publisher is nothing. You understand what I'm saying? So our our thing, our slogan is that we don't want to control your your career. What we want to do is maximize your talent. So at no time do I take the control out of my author's hands. My authors would tell you they get treated with the utmost of care. They make more money than me, you know, because I give up the 70% royalties. You know what I'm saying? They make more money than me. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, I allow them to, you know, basically prepare the food and to fix the food and proportion the plates. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's their money. It's their talent, not mine. Only thing I do is I manage them. That's it. I put them in the best position possible to succeed. I'm I'm just a publisher to them. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just publishing and appreciating the, the opportunity to do it. But a lot of publishers we see today, you know what I'm saying, they feel like they have this power. No, you don't have power because if an author never signs the contract, if an author never allows you to publish his book, then you get zero dollars and zero cents. Hmm. Wow. You know, you know, King, this is Tony. You know, you, you have you have really skewed a mouthful since you've gotten on. You know, you've you've had such a rich journey in this industry, you know, you, you, you first penned your book in 2000, first published in 2013, in and out of the prison system, 
you know, you've been an author. What was going on in your life that you wanted to decide to publish? Because it sounds like, you know, you've had this this image for a while. And just share with us some do's and don'ts that you do share with your team as being published with King Diamond. Well, you know, um, I had the best example. I think I... You know what I'm saying? God, God really uh, blessed me in a, in, a, in a special kind of way. You know, when I came into the game, I was signed up under a publisher and um, ended up, you know, I'm talking about in a bad situation. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I eventually got out of that situation. You know, I had to result to my old, the old me, but I got out of the situation. And um, in the process of getting out of the situation, you know what I'm saying, I have been friends. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Ebony Oliver, but me and Ebony Oliver had already been friends on Facebook. So mm-hmm. what she did was she, you know what I'm saying, she signed me to her company. But when she signed me to her company, her thing to me was, King, listen, I don't want you to, you know, just focus on being an author. Me and my husband, we're going to show you how to one day open your own publishing company. You know what I'm saying? So we want you to write, but we also want you to follow what we got going on, you know? And, you know, you got to be an Indian before you be a chief. And I think that a lot of people can't accept that, you know? And me, I'm going on 47 years old and my boss lady going on 32. You know what I'm saying? We talk about 15 years, her senior. But at the same time, I, I got to understand that, hey, man, it don't matter how old the chief is. It just matters how much knowledge and wisdom and understanding that the chief has if you are going to become a chief yourself. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I put age aside. I put knowledge aside. She, Yeah, she might not have done the things that I did and seen the things that I seen, but she knew the game. And I was willing to be disciplined enough and respectful enough to learn the game. And from her, mm-hmm. I learned a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? And I thank God for it. And after I learned what she had going on, I put that with what I had going on, and everything became beautiful. And this is how Diamond Mm -hmm. Cup Publications was created. That's quite a journey. (laughs) Quite a journey. Absolutely. And we we love Miss Ebony Oliver. We do. She is so sweet. So I'm glad she was able to cross paths with you and be able to help you birth out the things that you wanted to birth out. Yes, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, I'm I'm just I just feel like I'm counting my blessing, ladies, in you know, in, in a sense. You know, that's that's all that it is to me. You know, uh whether I make a dollar or a million dollars, you know what I'm saying, it's always been my passion to be a writer. I've accomplished that. You understand what I'm saying? But then I've already I've always had other passions too, and one of my passions is to stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. You understand what I'm saying? And I don't really think that the urban literary world was kind of ready, you feel me, for um, that other side of passion for me because I'm very, very, very vocal, you know. Uh, Uh You know, I I, I got banned from the urban author group. Uh, I think they blocked me last night, you know, which is cool, you know what I'm saying, because they made a post about people not speaking out, you know what I'm saying, against the things that go on in the literary world. 
But my concept is this, you know, if somebody does something to me, you know, cheats me out my money, you know what I'm talking about, uh, 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 gives me a bogus contract or whatever they do to me in this industry. If I don't mm-hmm. speak out, then the next right. person comes along and gets done wrong, I'm half to blame because right. I could have prevented it if I would have only let the world know, hey, man, this dude ain't no good. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think mm-hmm. that silence silence is a, is allowing some of these leeches and some of these slimy people in the urban game to come in and wreak havoc and have people not wanting to write books no more, have people not even wanting to read books no more. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I was taught that, listen, when a snake passes you by, do not run. Chop the head off. You understand what I'm saying? Kill the snake so the snake won't go down the grass and bite somebody else. You understand? Mm-hmm. So that's all I know. You know, my, my, my daddy raised me like that, you know, to not only love myself mm-hmm. but love my neighbor. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So every author that's in the game is my neighbor because I'm a writer too. So I don't want to see people get their, their, their careers destroyed or give up on their careers simply because another person wants to be slimy and grimy, you know what I'm saying? Because we know mm-hmm. that that money, in a sense, is the root of all evil, and we see what's going on. We see that publishers uh, are posting that they got a new house and a big dance, and they authors getting off the city bus. We see what's going on. I hope everybody can understand what's going on, you know, and then we, you know, authors getting spreadsheets saying they made $30 when they really made $300, but they don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because why? Mm-hmm. Because the only thing they know is what this dude telling them. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's got to be more uh, uh, people taking a stand for themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be more lawsuits filed and everything. You know, sometimes you have to do what you have to do in order to get to where you're trying to go. You understand what I'm saying? So what I did was now, you know what I'm saying, my woman is like a year and a half from getting her master's degree in law, and we're going to clean up this urban industry so they can get ready. You know what I'm saying? They can be forewarned that she is going to be an entertainment lawyer, and her mission is going to be to make sure that every author in the industry gets what they deserve. And if you playing games, we will see you in court with that person. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, the time has come. The time has come. I think the urban industry can be beautiful. Do y'all remember the times, you know, when the urban industry was beautiful? You know, it wasn't as many authors, but, you know, you know, hey, man, everybody loved it. I seen Quan. I used to love the, you know, Quan books and, you know, all of these brothers, these pioneer brothers, um, uh, 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 Stephen Smalls, uh, Treasure Blue and all these brothers, you know. I, hey, I, I, I was raised. I was raised on these books. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying, people started, you know, these guys who had ill thoughts, they came into the game and they started to, you know, bring this cancer, you know, this greedy type cancer into the game. And now it's spreading and spreading and spreading and spreading and it's out of control. You know what I'm saying? You know, I want to see I want to see the urban literature game back beautiful again. That's what the king here for. You know, and I'm 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 a I'm a see it I'm a die trying basically, you know what I'm saying. So, you know, and like I said, you know, even the blog talk radio, you know, mm-hmm. I want to see the day when 
you know, the blog talk radios is something that the urban authors look forward to. Instead of, you know, I'm talking about, uh, you know, I don't want to go on that show there because um, that show there, uh, they clicked up with such and such. I don't want to go on that show there because they clicked up with such and such. I, I want it to be like a, a freedom-type atmosphere. We are free, right? Slavery is over, right? That's what you know what I'm saying? Us. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get it. Yeah, let's get it right. We got the control. This our industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and it's a rich industry with such you know diversified pens across the different genres that it's a shame to see those pens be suppressed. You know what I mean, King? Right. For real, man. You know, it's a lot Absolutely. of times that. But, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of times that it can be a little frustrated. You know what I'm saying about the mm-hmm. things that go on. You know, right, you know I'm. Right. You know I. It it, it's not like. Yeah, you know it's not like yeah. I'm in no kind of position, but I see other people in those type of positions. You know, and right, my inbox right. get flooded. You know, ladies, I'm here to tell you, my inbox. I probably get about a hundred inboxes. You feel me? In the course of a week, wow. from people who. Uh, disgruntled about contracts. You know, how can you tell a person who has allowed you to publish their book that they got to give you $1,500 to get their book back, $1,000 to get their book back? That is strong arm robbery. You didn't even make that off of their book. You know what I'm saying? So how can you do this? How can you take advantage of these people? I have seen situations where guys in prison... Yeah. At the same time, King, with even yeah. with all those inboxes you get, and I see this a lot, do you see it um, on the author side sometimes as a lack of understanding of the industry and the business side of it? Like a lot of times I think people get so excited when they get their books and then they don't, not that they don't think, but they don't research. And they don't right. learn and understand how the industry works before you put your foot in it. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. So that way, when people do come along to take advantage, it, it it becomes easy because you don't understand what a publisher does, what they do, what they don't do, what a literary agent does, what they do, what they don't do. You don't know how Amazon works. You don't know about paperbacks. You you know you haven't acknowledged. You haven't gave yourself the knowledge needed to help you push your business because at the end of the day, as an author, you are a business. And so you have to be able to understand the world that you're in. Do you see that a lot where it's like the lack of understanding? Maybe they need like more things, knowledge given to them? Yes, you know, you see it every day, and that's one of the things that I constantly try to do. I try to tell, you know, any time that – one of the the new authors or the aspiring authors, when they try to, you know, friend request me or whatever, one of the things I always tell them is anything that you need, man, just, you know, just hit me up. You understand what I'm saying? Free of charge, man. I don't charge to help the next person because somebody helped me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think that the situation is this. When an author, you got to understand that, you know, being a published author, it's, it's, it's probably one of the greatest feelings in the world, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm actually, you can Google me now. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm sort of celebrity status. You know, that to walk in your neighborhood, you know, in your area and have a book. You got a physical copy of a book with your name at the bottom. 
You understand what I'm saying? Do you know what kind of magnitude that is? So, therefore, these these young authors, you know what I'm saying, and I got trapped up in it myself. I'm going to speak from self-experience, you know. I come out of prison, you know, I meet somebody. they like, yeah, man, you uh, sign with them, man. They, they You know, they're good people, you know what I'm saying? So when I sign with them, you know, they send me back a 20-page contract, right? Okay, I'm just so happy to sign till I breeze through it, you feel me? I don't read it. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like a a deal with his, you know, caught up in the headlights. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, all I got to do is pin my name or electronically sign my name, and, man, it's going to happen. And that's all they think about. They don't think about the repercussions that's going to come down the line when they figure out that the publisher ain't shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. is what happens. You know what I'm saying? We get so starstruck and so awestruck about signing the deal till we go ahead and we do this not knowing the repercussions that's coming down the line. And what happens is we get in these contracts and we realize they bullshit. And now we we actually read the contract because we're trying to get out of it. Well, in getting out of it, you know what I'm saying? We realize, oh, shit, they want $1,000. I ain't even made a that. I ain't made a hundred. But that is what it is. But right. one thing I do want to do, and I hope. And they realize that they ain't trying to put in the work that's required to get where they're trying to go. Sometimes yeah, we always but, say it's easy for somebody to sell you yeah, their dream. And you know yeah, what I'm saying? But, when you realize that you got sold somebody else's dream, you're like, oh, I got to do that. No, I wasn't trying to Yeah, do but see. The, the thing the thing about that is, right, you know what I'm saying, and that's one thing that my company, you know, we, we, we stress. And I guess that's why a lot of we got a lot of heavy hitters at my company is because it's really not on the author to do nothing but write a book. You understand what I'm saying? You Do you really understand what I'm saying? When they came to you, they didn't tell you that they was a promoter, an editor, or nothing. <laughs> what did they tell you? I got a manuscript. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. So, mm. you know, when we as publishers say, okay, I'm taking 50% of this money, what are you taking it for? Let's keep it real, ladies. A book cover costs what? We're going to say anywhere from 25 to to $100 at tops. That's it? Huh? Mm-hmm. Formatting? Yeah. Formatting? A book yeah, format. you two, $200. Depending on you who don't see them. The Listen, yeah, baby girl, but you don't see them in the urban industry today. We we gonna keep it on the reality. We gonna say ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You know what I'm saying? Because they these people ain't doing up a photoshopping. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know these book covers they they we we gonna say let's let's give let's give a, a poor man range. Poor man range we gonna say twenty five to a hundred dollars, right? Okay. Now, what else we got? We got editing and formatting, right? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, now, some of these books be turned in real bad, right? You know, they, 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 some of them require the most extensive editing, okay? We're going to add on another. I'm, I'm going to take it all the way to $200. So we're going to say roughly $300. The editing? Don't call, yeah, we're going we're gonna to say $200. I'm I'm going to give or take because, you know, Guess who edit all the books that come through my company? Cool. I do. I do. And you know what? 
I've never. You can go on Amazon, look at my books, look at my author's books. There's no review that says anything. I'm talking about one word about the editing. You understand what I'm saying? Because when I edit mm-hmm. books, I go over them at least three, four times, and then the last time I read it and edit it. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I know what I'm putting out there. When I turn in my books to my boss lady, guess what? She I, I ain't got to turn them in like uh, two weeks in advance. I could turn my book in uh, tomorrow, and it'll be up the next day. You know, because I take pride. You you know, I think that's one thing. Not excuse me for um, getting off the subject, but I think that's one thing that um, authors need to do is take pride in their own work. You understand wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think they need to. You know, uh, I think that's why I'm authors is because it's about the editing and. Um, you know, all of these people, right? I even seen some scammers, right, that was posting these prices. Oh, I charge 50 cents a, a minute, and I, I charge uh, $500 and all of this, right? So I commented and said, editing, I feel like it should cost free because I feel like every author should edit their own book. And, you know, they kind of jumped down but my throat. And they was, yeah. No, but you know what? I'm glad you said that. I went to an event in New York, and there were – editors there from some of the big six. There were two editors there from the big six. And then um, one from the sub company of uh, Penguin or something like that. And not that they were snooty, but I could see the book worlds were different. Like just to watch them speak on the panel, the book worlds were different. I just saw a difference in the book world because one was blunt. She was like, if it's not completely polished, I don't want it. When they turn it in, it has to be completely polished or we don't want it. Like when you get up there, they expect um, you have one that I don't, I'm not tethered to my desk trying to rewrite somebody's book. Mm -mm. It has to be right before they send it to me. Exactly. If it's and I, and I stuff think that I have to go back and catch, that's okay. But big stuff, mm-mm, I don't do that. And she was serious. And that, you know, that's one, that's one of the things that I, that's right. And, you know, and I listen, um, people need to, you know, People going to need a second pair of eyes. I say, listen, let me explain something to y'all. I say, when you were in school and you took a test, nobody was there to go back over your work. You went over your own work. And it's the same way with your book. When you finish your book, don't just give your book to the publisher and put that burden on them. Go over your work. Go over your work two or three times because it represents you. Take pride in your work. You understand what I'm saying? So for the author sign to our company who take pride in their work, we give them 70%. You understand what I'm saying? Because now you've made my job easier. You've made me not have to spend this week or two, you know what I'm saying, going over your work, editing and proofreading your work. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to reward you for your efforts, for your, you know, and, and this is your work, but I'm going to reward you for doing this to your work. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, if 
publishers become complacent with letting authors turn in work like that, then what's going to happen? Right. They're going to continue to be lazy. That's a, you know, why do we go to fast food restaurants, even though we got a whole lot of food in the refrigerator? Because we're too damn lazy to cook. <laughs> you know? So why would you need an editor? You're too damn lazy to edit. Like, really? That's fun. Wow. You know? Can we have a before we run out of time? Can we have a call? Or do you mind taking calls? Hey, you know I love taking calls. I'm the king. <laughs> All right, now. Absolutely. We got two five four two seven five. You are live in the chat room. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, this is, um, this is this, yeah. This is Dante again. <laughs> I'm just listening in, just getting on this. Juicy oh, okay. uh, uh, pearls of wisdom <laughs> that, that the king is dropping right now. So, you know, enough respect for you, right? enough respect. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Dante. We want you to continue to listen. And he is dropping, he's drilling some jewels. He even wants mm-hmm. to drop the drilling. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks, Dante. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, you king. Thank you so much, Dante and Courtney. Now, King, before you leave out of the chat room, we want you to shout out your uh, newest book again, where people can get it, and if it's not available, when it will be, and all of your social media. Okay, okay. Well, uh, my newest book is called King Me, The Game, and uh, it's available uh, in ebook on Amazon, but in order to uh, have the paperback book because the paperback book comes with a chessboard. You will have to visit the Deal Minded Publications website at www.dealmindedpublications.com. And not only will you get the book, but you will get a chessboard that goes with along with the book as well. Uh, oh. We will, uh, if you wanted to contact me, uh, it is uh they you know I'm I'm going by my government name Jesse Sanders uh but um it will also say the author King Diamond uh you can contact me at King Diamond nine oh four on Instagram you can contact me at uh King Diamond uh on uh Twitter and uh you can contact me on Facebook uh via inbox. Uh, however you want to call me, the king is always, when I say always, I mean always available. And thank you, ladies, once again, you know what I'm saying, and I, it, it's a pleasure. And I hope, you know, to, in the future, be able to come back on the show and share some more time with you. Absolutely. You sure king. can. Anytime you want to speak, king. Mm-hmm. That's right. And bring your authors with you. <laughs> That's right. So thank you for sharing well, your time with us tonight. Okay, oh, ladies, y'all have a good, good night. night. Oh, here we go. Okay, you too. All right, there thank you. you. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye. I want to thank everybody for kicking it in the chat room with us today. We talked that talk about pushing the brand all of the authors talked about how they pushed their brands. Uh, we had King Diamond in the in the chat room drilling down some jewels for us uh, from the writer side and the publishing side. 
Um, mm-hmm. And he made some awesome, awesome points. If you're just tuning in and you've missed the show, no worries. You can head over to our archives and listen to those either on Blog Talk or iTunes. We will be back. Mm-hmm. We will not have a show tomorrow. We'll be back next week. Okay. And we out. Good night, everybody, and have a great weekend. And thanks again for joining us tonight. Yacht dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ. Winning. She said she never ever been with a star. She said she never gave nobody a heart. I said relax, this is only the beginning. Just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.